Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Homemaker chic podcast season 13. I said that. I'm not sure if that's right. But it yes, is. it does say, my thing says season 13. So here we are. Uh, I am Shay Elliott of the TheElliottHomestead.com and ShayElliott.com, joined by my co-host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. Hi. Hi. Bonjour. <laughs> Everything, every number in my head is in French. I'm in <laughs> French, man. I'm, I'm clicking over. Well, you better be in French because... Uh, yeah. Your girls are going to be looking at you when you arrive in Paris like, okay, mom, now what? Do your thing. (laughs) Do your thing. We're watching. Keep us alive. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm really trying. Like the kids are like, would you stop speaking French to us? You don't understand. I have, I can't, I mean, I'm going to sound like an idiot. I get it. It doesn't matter. But I have to try to not sound like an idiot. Just trying to get, get in the groove of just being able to just think a little bit more on my feet and not having to like visually picture each sentence in my mind before I say it so Mm -hmm. do you have enough like vocab that you can pretty much talk about anything do you have enough vocab memorized or is it oh no I can more specific I I mean fluent is relative obviously but I can have a full conversation I just got off a French tutor like a, a tutoring session right before we started recording and I had a full conversation for an hour Mm-hmm. And I, you know, a few things I pulled up on Google Translate, probably four or five things like mm-hmm. that you don't say all the time. Like I was trying to <laughs> describe milking my cow and that I think she has an infection, you know, like just mm-hmm. things that you're not. So when you start getting into like political or science or like stuff that you don't use every day. Right. Then I I'm like, try try to, you know. But work, I do a around workaround. It, like, from, yeah. work around it from the other direction. And I know what that sounds like. You know, it sounds like my friends that speak broken English to me, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and there's so, some things like, you know, I would have done this if I shouldn't have done that. You know, like those kind uh-huh. of when you start getting into those wonky te- tenses. Sure. That I have to sort of take a deep breath and just know that I'm going to sound silly. But, but yeah, I can have You're a not going to sound silly. You're going to sound like you're learning French. I am. And I'm and, self-taught and, and I'm super proud of that. So yeah, I think uh, one of the things that I've come to sort of submit to about language is like it's something that you practice. It's not something that you master. So learning, you know, especially a language like this where it's not like you live in France. It's not like you're practicing it every single day, like full submersion sort of a yeah. situation. And so you end up it just becomes something that you practice. And yeah. over time, you build stronger muscles. You get better at it. Should we use the PVC pipe analogy here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, when Shane first started working. No. <laughs> Here's something funny. So okay. uh, Dolores, uh, who I traveled through Italy with a couple weeks ago, you can find her at the Bella Figura podcast. But, you know, she is very fluent. She comes from an Italian family. Her mom speaks Italian. So it's Mm -hmm. as second nature as it probably could be in terms of fluency 
but I put her in some really difficult situations speaking very little Italian where I'm like, can you ask him if he, you know, uses like store-bought rennet or if he uses the rennet from the calf's stomach? And See, she's like, I don't know that word in Italian. It, yeah, that's just it. You know, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Calf stomach, rennet, like things that they're so off the beaten path that... They never made it into the vocab cards, if you can believe yeah. it. Well, even even for them. I mean, like my, so my tutor, um, a few weeks ago, we just opened, we pulled up a website that had all French gardening terms because, you know, perennial, uh, annual, seedling, hydration, well, not hydration, that's pretty common, but like all the, all the lingo we use as yeah. gardeners, she's like, well, let's discover how to say all this in French, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So season 13, we are so glad to be here with you. And we would like to thank House of Tokumen, who is the sponsor of this season. You guys know how much we love Annabelle and her family-run business and the rugs that she offers the world. These are heirloom rugs that you will pass down to your great-grandchildren. They're incredibly high quality. Either. I know. I'm looking well, at under, my two in my, my room. Under my vintage one. I layer yep. mine. I have like rugs on top of like you can see three rugs right there. Yeah. Um, did you see the other day my daughter Amelie was freaking out. We were just loving this graphic. She put up a graphic of Iran and it was broken down into all the different regions of rugs. And okay. so it looked like a map of the United States, like how it's, each state yeah. is a different color. Well, this was a map where each rug, each region was the pattern from that region. Oh, okay. It sure. was the coolest graphic. It was mm-hmm. really, really exciting. And so once you start, you know, I'm kind of a junkie. I've got them all over the house now. Once you start learning about them, then you, you get good. You're scrolling, you're in a magazine and you're looking, you're like, oh, that's that kind of, that one comes from over there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really, I like it. I like mm-hmm. anything that's like subculture where you can just keep learning and learning more. And she's such a great resource for that. Yeah. You can follow her on Instagram, uh, House of Tokumen. Visit her website, hotrugs.net, and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25, which is a, an incredibly generous coupon code for yeah. her to share with you because it's 25% off of a rug of your choosing for Homemaker Chic listeners, which is just incredible. So. Um, you know, I feel like, and we're going to talk about this today in today's episode, this episode, this season is all about just like taking care of business. And Stu and I had a big like sit down talk the other day about Mm -hmm. how tired we are of, we were really, we really took note of it when we were in Italy because they had so little trash. (laughs) They had so little trash. I mean, I, I was so confused by it but there weren't amazon boxes and Mm. things were just everyone had like six pieces of clothing you know and we i want to talk about that more but it really it really kind of convicted us just about the disposability made that word up of no no it's good it's a a word it's Um, it's a good word because yeah uh just the the dump runs with the old rugs and with the broken, you know, crappy couches that you do what you have to do. And sometimes you just do the very best you can. But both of us said, looking back, we would have just rather 
not bought the rug and Sat just on held out until you could and just you know, held out until yeah. we could actually buy the right thing because you create so many more problems for yourself and you actually spend more money uh you know like we always talk about like the target pillows and then you end up throwing them away three times a year mm-hmm. uh anyway there's a lot to learn about that uh follow annabelle on instagram house of tokuman hotrugs.net coupon code homemaker25 we're going to be talking a lot more about her this season but we would like to genuinely say thank you to annabelle and house of tokuman for sponsoring this season yeah i have an aunt and uncle that do that um they they do well okay they don't okay. need to be frugal. <laughs> um, and they will just go with an empty room or with an empty space or with a dining room table that doesn't have chairs mm-hmm. until they, they can get and pay for the right ones. Yeah. And they have very good taste, but they're not just running around like spending willy nilly. Like they hold out for the best. And it's mm-hmm. it's like clearly obvious they hold out because they will have empty spaces. Mm hmm. And it's just not, they're just not doing the filler, you know? And mm-hmm. that's really, you know, gonna, that takes a lot of discipline. <laughs> it takes a lot of discipline, especially when you could, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but today, you know, we're, we're taking care of business this season, season 13. And this is such a great season because, um, you know, weather-wise and topic-wise, mm-hmm. uh, because we're, we've, we're kind of shedding summer. Uh-huh. And everyone's back into a routine and everyone's craving a little bit more discipline and structure. There's a definite comfort and relief once that structure comes back as much as we all need the break and the free spirit uh-huh. and free spiritedness that summer brings us. But today we're going to talk about taking care of a fall overhaul <laughs> and, you know, yeah. really like when you have less crap, there's less to take care of. Angela, I'm I'm not... I- <laughs> When you said that, when you used the word garbage, garbage is a real sticking point for me because Mm -hmm. we make, we make so much garbage and I don't even consider us decadent people. Mm -hmm. I just, dang it anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, So (laughs) I already talked to to you guys about the little old lady at that medieval town. I talked to you about that last week. Mm Mm-hmm. The amount of stuff that she had was so minimal. And I know, like, we always joke, we're no minimalists, okay? Right. I'm not saying you need to just have five things. For me, I left with this just, like, I wanted to just embody um, quality and, and a life and a structure of things in my home that didn't leave me absolutely burdened by the management of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, it's nice to have two or three sets of sheets. That's a nice thing to be able to just take them off your bed and put the clean ones on. Um, but it also allows you to be lazy and keep the ones wadded up in the laundry and then, you know, never really get around to folding them and putting them away. And all of a sudden you have three things to manage, three sets mm-hmm. of things to manage as opposed to one. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least for my home, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like I'm still kind of trying to find that balance of we run businesses out of here, we run a school out of here, we run a farm out of here, and we run a home out of here. Yeah. And that's a lot of moving parts to account for. Yes. But the reality is I did genuinely feel like I spent the summer burdened by a lot of stuff. 
the cardboard boxes piled by the kitchen door, you know, that needed to to go out and um, the Legos and even the books, you know, we we have a lot of books. Oh my gosh, I just got rid of a box of books, like just giant. A few years ago, we tried Sunlight Curriculum and I wasn't really impressed. It's supposed to be a literature-based uh, curriculum and my kids were... They said to me, they're like, this is not literature. <laughs> hmm. I didn't literature know that we had relative. this conversation. Yeah, they okay. just didn't care for it. They're, they just thought, it's just like, oh, here's another paperback. And here's another paperback. And here's another paperback. And like scholastic type quality, you know. I've okay. talked to other homeschool moms and they said sunlight. And I don't want to diss it. It's probably working for a ton of people listening. But it's they said it's not what it used to be like 15 years ago as far as the book selection. So okay. I'm looking at my homeschool okay. room, just like burdened by stacks of paperback books that had corresponded with this curriculum. And when I invested the mass amounts of money into mm-hmm. these books, the idea was, well, I will pass them on to the next student. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care for it. And so mm-hmm. the other day, I just I'm like just loaded up. I don't, I don't have to keep them out of guilt. Mm-hmm. I'm not morally obligated to like this curriculum just because it works for other people. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of books left in yeah. this house. <laughs> so we, we had said in last week's episode that we were going to do a Q&A part of each episode. And then we would dive into the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to do it the other way around? Because we're kind of we're going. Balls yeah, rolling. Fine. Okay. Sure. So we'll do some questions at the end. So hang tight for okay. that. Uh, if you've sent us a question on Instagram. <laughs> I'll quick find it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get there. But okay. So we got back. Thanks, everyone, for listening to me last week. I, I Today was the first day. Today is uh, almost six days since we've been back. And um, today's the first day that I actually woke up like I could I can do this <laughs> okay I can oh, boy, do don't this tell me that I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna serious. need to rebound really quick no I, I thought that I was doing okay I was not okay. doing okay I was feeling I, I couldn't even get like the energy or the emotional stamina to like go through my pictures from the trip you know people keep emailing me like hey you know what are you gonna tell us about what what you did and what's going on I'm like I'll get there eventually today's the day anyway but I woke up on on Saturday and my to-do list was so incredibly long um there was so much going on outside it's just you know the cows being bred and we need to trim the sheep hooves and and we got to fix this fence that's broken down we got to reseed the pasture and like we thought we were going to get around to building our winter shelter this year and we didn't get around to that I mean you know you guys know what Mm -hmm. I'm talking I'm like I I was genuinely like under the weight of the world at this moment it felt like and I kind of panicked a little bit I prayed and then I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? My kids were just kind of happily just tooting around. I decided to completely reorganize my kitchen, <laughs> which seemingly might be the worst thing that you could do. But I find what happens is that when we get paralyzed by the weight of things and by the amount of things that we have to take care of as homemakers, what can happen is we just seize up we completely seize and Mm -hmm. we cannot take care of business right in that in that form we just can't and how often does that happen 
And how much, like, for example, with your book situation in your mm-hmm. homeschool room, how much energy did you waste by not just owning it and being like, you know what? This isn't working for us. We need to move on. Clear it out. You probably walked past those a six ton dozen of mental times. Energy. I mean, just like a ton. Yeah. It just made me sigh every time. Mm-hmm. I think the ditch on the other side is maybe we're too reactive and we just we operate mm-hmm. too much out of emotion like oh I got to get this done mm-hmm. and maybe don't consider things quite enough but I, I feel like there's a fairly wide road there between between those two ditches and at least I find for me when I'm feeling seized up like that the I have to sort of what I call like micro control what I can control. So it was too big for me to be like, okay, and now you need to load the hay barn with hay. Oh, and now you need to go round up the sheep for the year. Oh, yeah, and now you need to arrange with the butcher to have these lambs done. And, like, that became just too much. But what I could do was wash my dishes. Mm-hmm. And I could organize my silverware drawer. <laughs> and it was, like, these small little bite-sized pieces of taking care of business. Yeah, it's like a snowball effect. It just makes you feel capable. Yeah. And it lends to some mental clarity. And then it's like a fortitude thing where then the bigger things don't seem so big because you're not drowning in the little things. Mm-hmm. For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the home sometimes I feel like when you get um, – okay, Callie Martin of Notebook Quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, Callie. You're probably listening. Um, she recently bought this very Scandinavian sort of farmhouse and decorated it in sort of this, like, I guess you could call it cottage core style. Okay. Um, and then got to the point, like, this is all that happened very recently, like in the last couple of years. She got to the point where she was like, you know what? I don't actually like this. And it's not fitting to the house and it's Mm -hmm. not what I want. And I admire, and then she admitted it to Instagram and like pulled everything from her house and was like, I'm going to do a sale. Like, I don't want this stuff anymore. This isn't, this isn't the right vibe. It's awesome. I I had nothing but respect for her. I'm like, girl, first off, I know the discussion you probably had with your husband Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be like, hey, all that work that we've done, those paint colors that we chose, that wallpaper that we hung, all Mm -hmm. that decor, like it wasn't quite right. Um. You know, and and Stuart always says, like, progress you, Progress is not just progress for progress's sake. If you're progressing in the wrong direction, right, that's not progress. And we can think just because we're marching forward that we're making progress. That's not true. You could very much be marching forward in the wrong direction. And that is not progress. Mm-hmm. To turn around like that and backstep and sort of start off in a new direction I have so much respect for for doing that that's crazy especially in a in a home that's you know photographed and shared and to say hey this might work for some people but like this is I'm really not feeling this Mm -hmm. um that's a pretty cool thing and I can't remember why I started sharing that story, but it had to do with something I was just saying. I'm trying to connect it to something that I don't quite know what to. But talk about an overhaul. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, Okay, so taking care of business in the fall home. I know you're kind of in this 
weird mode right now because like mm-hmm. I'm just getting back. Usually you and I are very much on the same plane. We kind of match each right. other's energy. I'm just getting back and like I'm in this hyper nesting mode of needing to like redo everything uh, mm-hmm. because school started, fall started, and I'm coming back very inspired and changed by this trip. Now you're getting ready to go. So but you're I'm like in in nesting. <laughs> I am nesting. Yesterday <laughs> I went – I, like, I just went like a crazy woman. I've been going like a crazy woman for about the last 30 days. And it's just like I talked about last week, like a kind of look forward and see yeah. what needs to be done where plugging things in. And I knew weeks and weeks out, there's no way this is like a 12-day project. This is like a mindset shift. Early August, start getting ready now. I just know, you just know the days, they go by really fast. But all that to say is yesterday... I was doing my thing, going, going, doing, doing. And I thought, this feels really familiar. What is this feeling? <laughs> and it it was like the two weeks before you're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I get, I personally get crazy. Like I want my world in order. There's just this thing like everything has to be perfect. For the day I have the baby. Every dust bunny, every drawer, every... I just go like a nut, a nut. Six times. I've gone like a nut. And I... That's what I felt yesterday. I'm like, this is that feeling where you just Mm -hmm. want everything in order. And it's because we're not all going. And I don't want to leave half my people here dealing with the stuff that I deal with every day. Mm -hmm. That I just... I can ignore or I just know, okay, you'll get to that someday. Like the top of my washing machine was just like stacked with crap. Just, mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, if they're doing laundry without me, I don't want them to have to look at this. I want it in order for mm-hmm. the people I love. So I'm just going room to room as best I can and just trying to get it in order. And it feels really, really good. I am definitely pushing myself. Definitely. <laughs> I've had a mm-hmm. few days where I've crumbled. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't done anything like this in six since my last baby. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a surge, and it feels really, really great for going into fall. Like, I just keep telling myself, this is only good. You're going to get back, and these things will be done, mm-hmm. hopefully not undone. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels really – it's very intense. And I know mm-hmm. that's just – it's me. That's in my mind, but that's the way I'm approaching it. It's just <laughs> – I just got lists, man, just checking it off. Mm-hmm. So I like this idea of, like, today, like a fall overhaul – just all those little naggy yeah. things that collectively can really make a big difference in the home. They can make a really big difference for the homemaker because she's not sighing every time she thinks of them. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like me, the sigh every time I saw those darn books sitting on that shelf. Yeah. You know, yep. you just get it done and be free. Yep. I did the same thing before we left, but knowing that we were having people here. I mean, my mother-in-law and her husband came to stay and I didn't want her to see the crap piles of just like, and I keep a pretty nice house, you know, but inevitably um, things happen. I wish that we were better as homemakers at doing these sorts of things for ourselves because we love ourselves. And, you know, it's so easy for us to do things for other people. Like, oh, my mother-in-law's coming, therefore 
I will mm-hmm. now organize the linen closet just in case she needs to change sheets. Right. Um, meanwhile, I'm the one who opens the linen closet every day that I live here and, you know, like shoves it all back in. Um, it kind of makes you wonder like how you can to me the stepping away from your home the having the opportunity to step away Mm -hmm. um even if it's just for a night away or a weekend away or camping whatever the ability to step away and then come back into your space is such a great place to start the fall overhaul because it is sort of just like this reset in your mind it's like how when you leave your house and then you come back and it smells like you can smell it Mm-hmm. And sometimes it smells nice and sometimes it smells like an old lady and you're like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> or like old garlic or something. <laughs> like, yeah, what's no, going my house on never well, my house never smells nice when I get here. I know you guys I say this all the time, but it's like <laughs> I'm embarrassed by it. If that is what my house smells like to other people and mm-hmm. I just don't notice it, it's like working at a bakery, you don't smell it. Mm-hmm. I'll just be really sad. Like if you come over and my house smells, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. <laughs> you can't smell it i can't tell you it, except until away. i've been gone all day exactly and then I get home, I'm like what no that's like exactly what i mean candle. yeah that's exactly what i mean um yeah. and that ability to just step away from from it to come back and just say okay like i am a homemaker i am keeping this home and i don't care if that's an apartment or a renovated garage or right. a rental or whatever it doesn't matter like Wherever you are, this is your little pocket of the world to keep. And the way that we keep that trains us and changes us and grows us and challenges us. And all these opportunities that we look for, they exist right here in our home. Um, it's just probably like one of the the least fun and least showy ways that people mm-hmm. grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I smear my eye makeup or is this just got a funky shadow going on here? No, I think it's just your morning morning light. Looks fine. Um, so my husband and I were talking about this this morning. Um, at the habits. The habits of the overhaul. Because sloppy habits tend to be why we need a fall overhaul in the first place. Well, yeah, that's like I'm doing this, some of these little projects and it's just really a disconcerting to me where I direct my anal retentiveness. Why am I so particular about some things and other things just go to squalor? Give me an example. Um, I don't know. Okay, countertops. I don't like messy countertops. I don't like crap on the countertops. I don't like mail on the countertops. I don't like earbuds on the counter. Countertops are for cooking. I really am fussy about that. And I'm always moving people's stuff. I'm always wiping down. Get your stuff off my countertop. <laughs> okay. And then I have other surfaces like... Um, A washing machine? This tr- <laughs> like the wash... Okay, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah, like the top of my washing machine where it's like... Mm-hmm. Well, you're just going to leave that lint ball that somebody put it's just sitting right there? Until soap spills on it and like makes yeah, it glue? Yeah, and then glue. it becomes like a project, a school project. Yeah, exactly. That yes. kind of a thing. There's just some areas that I'm just super fussy about. Yes. And then others that, yeah. Yeah, and it takes like actual growth as a human to be like, I am going to, I always respect this about my friend Natalie. Natalie moves through life with just... Like 
a slower intention. Like she does things thoroughly and completely with with thought. Do you know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> I don't As, I don't all the time, right. but she does. Like she yeah. she I don't know if she forces herself or if it's just the way she's built because I just tend to be a little bit more like yeah yeah and she just she's able to just be like I'm gonna do this right the first time like I'm not cutting corners Uh like I'm not just gonna grab everything from the washing machine and throw it into the dryer I'm gonna actually take out those linen pants that I try not to dry or I'm gonna you know take this out or I'm gonna hang this or clip this up the right way so that it doesn't get a weird fold in it like she genuinely Uh does things with this just orchestra of intention and I really respect it about her because she saves herself so much heartache she saves herself so much heartache this is the conversation I'm having with myself like you got to slow down and do things create new habits so that you stop making this work for yourself mm-hmm. yeah is she artistic no <laughs> <laughs> there is um yeah, I think there's something there. Okay. I, I refuse to accept that about myself. Okay. I won't. I can't. Here's here's an example, homemakers. Refrigerators. Let's talk about refrigerators. Right. How does yours look right now? I mean, yours looks probably really good because you've been probably cleaning it. Um, I've, I still have to do the floor. I'm going to bleach the floor. Okay. So if, if you're new to the show, Shay and I each have uh, walk-in coolers. Mm-hmm. DIY walk-in coolers. And... Um, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. The floor mm-hmm. is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten that far. Mm-hmm. I have one shelf and the floor to go. But it was bad. It was it was shameful. Even though I've gone in and I tidy it up. Yeah. Like, it's still, like, not, like, clean. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. It, it's like. And it could be clean if I just, like, went in at the end of every day. I'm in there. Just mm-hmm. take 10 more minutes and just, like, spruce it up, wipe it down. Mm-hmm. You know, or even like even once a week, even if like you're intentional about pulling out the empty cardboard boxes, consolidating, putting things back on the shelf where people fail to put them back on the right shelf. Um, And maybe when you do so, yeah, maybe wiping the shelf off, making sure that you're pulling leftovers that are really bad that need to go to the chickens, like just pulling those out every day or Mm -hmm. two, like these small little habits that then will save you the six hour overhaul on a Saturday Right. It's much harder to find a big chunk of time than it is to find a small amount of time. And, you know, I think about this. You guys know me. I love my working out analogies. Um, I think about this when I was like, I don't have the time to work out. And that's what I told myself for a long time. I don't have the time to work out. Well, then one day gardening, I threw my back out and I was on the couch for three days. I couldn't move. And I'm like, well, do you have time for that? Because that's yeah, a lot right. of work and that's a lot of 30 minute sessions there, sister. Like, right. you, your self delusion, your, is that the right? How do you say that? Self delusion. Self delusion? What did, that's your self delusion? <laughs> you can just be this. delusioned. Okay. Right. Yeah. You've deceived yourself. You've told yourself a lie. That workaround, we do that workaround still even in English. <laughs> I know all what the time. What am I trying to say? You've told yourself a lie. You've told yourself you, you don't you have go. the time for this. You've told yourself you can't afford this. You've told yourself that that's just not the way that you are. It's like, and maybe some of that's true and some of that is excuses. Yeah. 
Well, that's the tough part is like um, being contemplative enough mm-hmm. and real enough with yourself to like actually sit and think about that. Yeah. What is, you know, it's like with your kids. What mm-hmm. is immaturity and what is bad character? Yeah. You know. Maturity or morality. Right. And so with me, what is just that I'm an artistic free spirit? <laughs> <laughs> My life has to be a hot mess. It's how I create things. Yeah, exactly. And what is just plain like, mm-hmm. hey, you just, you're lazy. You don't want to do it. So you don't do it. And now you have to do it. And it's going to take five times as long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and we are deceived. Um, there are, I think I, start, I mentioned this last week, but when I, when I got to Italy and I got this notification on my phone like two days later and it was like, your average screen time is down 85% or whatever, you know, you average 24 minutes a day or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, like what? Whoopsie. So we we talked about this last week, the checking email mm-hmm. or the, yeah, popping in or, oh, I need to meet, add this to my Amazon card or whatever it is. And all of a sudden you're like, so I've just given myself a back two and a half hours or whatever of mm-hmm. time. I'm awake for, for 16 hours a day. Okay. Now, if I'm I'm only operating on thirteen of those at best because I'm tied up doing this or I'm distracted with that or mm-hmm. you know I'm watching an hour and a half of television before I go to bed or these sorts of things, that's a good chunk of time. That could I'm not saying you need to be productive, quote unquote productive, in in that kind of a way all day every day. That's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm saying is. If you have goals and you have things that you're trying to work towards or or a person you are trying to shape yourself into continually, whether that be somebody who speaks French or a homemaker who's caught up on her laundry or, you know, like a big thing for me is getting in the habit of doing our lectionary reading with our church. So like I am in the Bible every day reading um, and it's just something Georgia and I do. We sit down together and we just do it. It's a habit. You have to like create space for that. You have to hold space for that so that it can happen because it doesn't just happen, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think getting, uh, being honest with yourself is a great place to start for a taking care of business overhaul and just let go of what you've told yourself to be true about you, about your home, about your family. Let go of it and let it be reshaped and reformed mm-hmm. and if you're constantly telling yourself, like, I don't have the capacity to keep up with everyone here. All they want is meals and they want somebody to wash their laundry and they're really right. messy and my husband's really grouchy when he comes home from work. Or If you've just told yourself these over and over and over and over again, they will be true. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way you'll, you'll function. I mean. Exactly. It'll, you'll limit yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, it's kind of freedom to be like we can we can adapt and we can change and we can grow and i hope that that encourages people who are listening i mean people have heard us now for years talk about certain things and grow and change our opinions and Mm -hmm. actually morph into different people partly Mm -hmm. during the course of just even this podcast yes for sure Mm -hmm. okay so overhauling for fall what, what do you got? Um, what do the homemakers need? I to got a lot. Of, I mean, I, I let's like let's just do like some fun little things, because I think, you okay. know, like we talked about half hour ago or so, like just those 
little things that you can do that to build momentum to show you that you can do the bigger things or the little things that you can do that clear up the mental space because mm-hmm. it is I mean I, I do think that things stupid things like social media filling the Amazon cart like I'm not kidding I waste a lot of time fussing with Amazon carts. Mm-hmm. If I only sat down to do the Amazon cart when I was going to pull the trigger, <laughs> I would save myself so much time. Mm-hmm. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Hello, homemakers. I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society because creating a home isn't just about the homemaker's duties. It's also about creating beauty and having a home that is aesthetically pleasing and a reflection of your personal style. So if you lean towards a love of timeless style, then the Old World Design Society is just for you. Membership starts at just $5 a month, which means you can attend my monthly interior design classes and have access to the design forum where you can interact with design enthusiasts, both professional and amateur. There's even a quarterly magazine, print or digital, that comes with a free society membership. This fall, we're looking at interior design principles and how to incorporate those into our homes. The magazine will feature some incredible spaces from England, New England, and beyond. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Our next design class will be in October after I get back from Paris, and I'd love to have you there. I will have plenty of old world inspo for you. So select the basic membership or treat yourself to the magazine by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. You know what I've started doing to fix that is I keep a note on my phone. I've you, become like a notes junkie. Oh my gosh. I in have this last, so many notes. I want like spreadsheets and yeah. notes with the bubble that I can check. With the Ooh. bubble. <laughs> yeah. And I just make a bubble like I need to order this. And sometimes that might mean I pick it up from a local store. Sometimes that might mean I get it from Amazon or somewhere else. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, here are the things you need to get. Instead of actually going online and seeing the 18 different options of toilet bowl cleaners that I could come away with. I mean, I like it's I seize up. I wish... I wish that I could go, like in Italy, you just go to the market and it's like, okay, well, you can have the choice of two things. <laughs> Enjoy. Right. And yeah. there's a lot of freedom in having infinite choices. There's also like a genuine debilitation of of, of skills and and yeah. making decisions. So, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. So, um, 
I mean, we just talked about some really heavy stuff there. You know, sorry, I sorry. No, no. So just reflecting and bad habits and no. So, but I think like start easy. Okay, start easy and give yourself a little boost. And a fall overhaul is probably in order. Chances are your vehicle needs one. Oh, <laughs> after the summer. How did you know this? Ding ding ding. I left a latte in the car with milk in it. Hmm. For two weeks at the airport. Oh. Can you imagine what that smelled like? Mm. As my friend Amber would say, rookie, rookie move. Wow. You it didn't even dump it out in the parking so lot. so bad. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. Yeah. Car overhaul. Overhaul. Um, Did I share this on the podcast? My new signature move, cleaning out my vehicle with the leaf blower? <laughs> I'm telling you, ladies, do it today. Get the leaf blower, open every door, and just get in there. No way. It's amazing. Instead of with the vacuum, and you're in the cup holders trying to get all the little crumbs, you just blow that crap out. You know, yeah. Okay, you know what I do? It's amazing. It's amazing. I've never such a read thing to do. No, no. My mom told me. She's like, just use the leaf blower. Oh, my gosh. Like, first of all, that sounds like an Ange thing. Uh-huh. How how have I not been doing that my uh-huh. whole life? I hate dirty cars. My car is always dirty. Uh-huh. Leaf blower. You're welcome. I take it to get it cleaned. I have a de- There's a detailer in our town who will detail my entire Suburban for $150. Yeah, I live like on an island. Ain't nobody doing that. Yeah. I got a and 10-year-old for that. I'm like... You can have my money. I mean, my kids will do it between. You can have my money. They'll yeah. do it between, but like they're not good. <laughs> Let's yeah, yeah. be honest. I mean, this guy like does it. Like he cleans all uh-huh. the little vent things, you know, and he does a really Cute nice day. job. And like yeah. I am determined to keep this. My car is 13 years old already. Like I am determined to keep this until it runs into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fancy cars are not my thing. I appreciate them, and I would drive one absolutely if somebody bought them for me. But if you've ever tried to, like, drive a car that will fit a bunch of children in it, they're, like, $80,000. And a hay bale. And a hay bale. And, can yeah, can pull a trailer with a cow in it. Um, It really limits your options. So, um, yeah, I love that you started with the car. I didn't even think about that. But every time I've gotten into my car lately, there's been that tension because it's so messy yeah yeah that's a great place to start okay I mean ours is just dirty and sandy and yeah dang it Mm -hmm. okay start with your car you know where I started where my kitchen oh yeah that's true you know when your kitchen gets to the place after summer where you're like it I can't actually clean it like even it feels insurmountable, and even when you do clean it, it just feels like meh. Do you know yeah, that that's feeling, how my Angela? Well, because of mine, <laughs> like because of the way my kitchen is put together, it feels like that all the time because the floors aren't sealed. Yeah, and it's just still a work in progress. It just, it's just gross. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's just gross. It's funny. I shared kind <laughs> of my my overhauling clean. bit, you know, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and somebody said like, "Why can't you just leave your kitchen alone? Why are you always messing with it?" And I was like, "Because it is a work in progress, and and not everyone understands this because not everyone has moved into a house where they are renovating the house. Mm-hmm. A lot of houses are move in ready. 
and you just put your stuff in the kitchen and there it lies. And that is just not the type of life that you and I have. It's not no. the type of houses that we have either. And no. as like the family needs changed and as seasons changes and like as camera angles need to change, like we've had to just right. change the kitchen. Yeah. It's just been part of it. But I, I like your book thing. I built, I made two big plastic tubs. I keep a lot of dishes for all the cooking community photographs and such that I take. And mm-hmm. I, I tubbed them up, all the mismatched but beautiful little pieces, and I moved them into my root cellar so that I could have them for photographs. But like, they're not um, practical for my kids to, you know, they do the dishes, they unload the dishwasher, they wash. For them mm-hmm. to stack, you know, 30 different like mismatched plates into a giant yeah. pile and then they want to pull out a certain size one to eat off of, it become like, it became this just genuine like tension point. Of, yeah. oh, I just kicked my mic. Um, and so it was like that giving yourself permission. Like you can still think these things are beautiful. Put them away. Bring them out when you need them. And just keep 12 white stackable plates in your pantry and let mm-hmm. that dog lie. <laughs> so you're done. You're, you're overhauled in the kitchen. I'm, I'm never really done. I know. But yeah. I took a I took a lot of stuff out. Some of the stuff I donated, some of the stuff I mm-hmm. stashed away. Like maybe you'll need the gravy boat at Thanksgiving. But yeah, maybe Just it doesn't need stuff to stuff out of circulation. Yeah, maybe it doesn't need to sit in the kitchen that's so used and everything's shifted all the time, moved around all the time to accommodate all the cooking. Maybe mm-hmm. the, you don't need the gravy boat in there all year. I did that last year with my linen closet. I was just looking at it and I thought. You don't need the holiday linens in the linen closet. Those can go in a tub. Mm. And once a year, you can get all giddy when you get them out and see them again. They don't need to be in circulation because someone someone will grab like a plaid napkin for a fern rag, Mm -hmm. you know, or Mm -hmm. like something. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and it was great and it made it a lot more room. It it was um, design wise, it uh, made my linen cabinet look much nicer Mm -hmm. you know edited if Mm -hmm. you will and quite frankly it was really fun november 1st to get that tub out and go oh my goodness i forgot Mm -hmm. about this cool herringbone runner with the stag on it you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it was fun Mm -hmm. like getting out your winter clothes or something yeah i think i do think there's something to be said about like get the gravy boat out of circulation (laughs) you don't need it and if you do walk downstairs like you know it's in a tub right go get it if you need it it. if you need it um but things have to be a little bit simplified this time of year because our days are so incredibly full anyway and then you add in school and school and harvest (sighs) girl (laughs) it's a really intense time of year I mean, it just is. There's those weeks in early spring where you're literally running to get the seedlings in. You're just like one tray, one tray, you know, and you're hardening off and you're just like moving. There's a lot of movement and it's time sensitive. And then you get like a little bit of a respite over the summer. You're working, you're weeding, you know, but then now we're in another chapter that's time sensitive and it's intense. Yeah, we're about two and a half weeks away from our first frost here Mm -hmm. and I went out to the garden yesterday and it was Sunday and I really try to not like I try to rest on Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
So I just kind of wanted to take inventory of things like what do I need to prioritize this week? And I saw the sweet potatoes which have spread over three garden beds and the tomatillos that are just falling off and bursting. And I planted a second round of green beans and they're just like the perfect size right now. Tomatoes everywhere, potatoes everywhere. I'm like, this will all die. In two and a half weeks, this is all dead. So unless you get out here and dig up all these potatoes and dig up all these sweet potatoes and harvest all these tomatoes. I mean, I picked over four lugs of peppers and I didn't even finish. I mean, just the amount is – and you know what? Like, I don't want to be burdened by it. I'm pretty damn proud, frankly. Like, I didn't know how to do any of this 10 years ago. And to be at this stage now where you're like, you've grown so much food that you're like overwhelmed, like that, (laughs) that makes me happy. It makes me happy. And I don't, and I feel the same way with the house. It's like we've labored for so long in so many different difficult situations. Yeah. That to be where we are now, I just want to feel grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Period. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, there's, you know, there's, there is this thing about when you've been at homemaking and mothering and stuff for a long time, the buildup is pretty intense. I wish, I cannot tell you what I would do to just push pause on the world and just get it all in order. Get a dumpster, clean out the basement, finally put the drywall up, you know, just get it. Mm. You know, I do have a, like curious envy for the move-in ready lifestyle. Of course. Okay, that's, I can't fathom it. And as much as it energizes me to be creative and to be doing what we're doing, sometimes I just like, like, can I just get a break? Could I just have it be clean and orderly and Mm -hmm. no projects Mm -hmm. and it's all done Mm -hmm. and I've got my act together and there's not, tubs in the basement that somebody opened to get a sweater out of and then left open and now they're full of dust and you know <clears throat> I know that's fantasy nobody's got it all together mm-hmm. but I but it sounds quite nice <laughs> dust. it sounds quite nice thus this list of little basic things you can do to make you feel better yeah. um okay so clean out your car <laughs> vehicle kitchen um could we just go around and replace all the light bulbs please because like we're living in the dark here Speaking of an Amazon cart that needs to be built, wow. God forbid I buy the same light bulbs twice. I don't, I like, no matter how hard I try, I'm like, I'm all mixed match. They're all like, some are blue, some are, it's like, what are you doing? Why, how did this happen? And then, like, the men in my life, Joel and Aiden and stuff, they're like, just get LED bulbs, mom. These things, like, the chandelier in the living room. They burn out because when you walk through the bedroom above, it jiggles because we're just on like wood floor, wood floor, ceiling, wood floor, floor. It's the same surface, you right. know, same, same wood. And um, so they last like five minutes. I can put all new light bulbs in the chandelier and then somebody goes running through. They play, they play ninja night after dinner and they turn all the lights off and run around the house like wild people. And mm-hmm. then I turn the light back on and half of them are burned out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is the time of year not only if you're replacing, like, clean them. Oh, my gosh. Actually, fly poop. Get, get this. Dang You'll it. appreciate this. Okay. I bought myself a 
big, huge suitcase when I was in Italy. Okay. To haul back these two beautiful, very simple ceramic lights. Did you show me these? No. I haven't showed. No. Okay. Mm. So they're just, they look like a ceramic white bowl. Okay. Okay. And they hold one light, one light bulb on the inside, one big bulb. And then there was a sweet lady who had this beautiful ceramic shop and she just like hand painted this little blue scallop along the edge on the inside. And I got them to replace my chicken wire one that's over my sink. And I also have this beautiful vintage French chandelier in my kitchen that one of the Uh arms is broken off of. Okay. And every time I walk in the kitchen, I just see this dirty, dusty, fly-pooped, broken chandelier. And I'm replacing it with just this white pendant light. Good. Nice. That's so easy to clean. Wipe offable. <laughs> it's so wipe off wipe offable. <laughs> um my I love my chandelier in my kitchen. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cleaning crystals in a kitchen. I I'm not at that stage of my life right now. Yeah. You know, I'm just okay. not. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like this is it might not be have the same ooh la la factor. But it's going to be pretty, and you're going to yeah. be able to wipe it down very easily. Nice. Because it be- the cleaning light situation became pretty intense. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's pretty gross. They're, they're just bacon grease and fly poop. It's pretty gross. Sexy. That how do you clean them? Sexy. Why don't you tell people how you clean them? I have to go to the bathroom. Can I go to the okay. bathroom really quick? Okay. Yeah, sure. Tea. Yeah. Tea. Sorry. TP. Uh, I, when my chandeliers are really, really gnarly, I will use lemon oil. And, um, what I typically do is I put, uh, like a sleeping bag underneath them, something really, uh, that will catch the crystals because inevitably I have little crystal chandeliers, little twinsies in my kitchen. Inevitably the crystals fall as much as I've got the wires pinched down and try to keep them in place when I'm cleaning them and so I don't want them to fall into a sink or onto the counter and chip so I put like a big soft something or other and then I put a beach towel on top of that because I'll often just spray the chandelier down with Windex and then I'm scrubbing with a toothbrush like this is if I'm really going to go for it a couple times a year and just get the gunk because they do we don't have an exhaust fan for our range and um, they do just get they just get gross. And so I'll use a toothbrush. Um, actually, let's go back. Let's start back. I start by dusting them. So I just have the little Swiffer stick. And I just run it over everything as best I can. Then I Windex it. And then if I really need to, I get in there with the with the lemon oil. And then I'll go back and take each crystal off then by hand <laughs> and soak those in warm soapy water and yeah. put them back on. But I was saying I put like a big sleeping bag and then yeah. a beach towel underneath them so they the can drips just, yeah. can happen yeah. and, or that the crystals can fall if they become un, mm-hmm. unhooked one. Yeah, possible. There, so. It's just a labor of love. Yeah. You know, it's a labor of love. I don't love. enjoy it. There are but certain, boy, it looks, yeah. they look so clean when... I know. But like, okay, here's so the thing. Pretty. Here's something that just nags at me all the time. Okay. One arm on each chandelier needs to be rewired forever because the light bulb doesn't work forever. So I never, even if I replace the light bulbs, there's always one that's quote burned out. Mm-hmm. It makes me crazy, mm-hmm. Cr- 
crazy. They will have to be taken off of the, like, undone. Yep. It's like a full project. It is. That is probably about 718 on the to-do list, especially in my husband's mind. Yep. Because he's not, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Every YouTube video, every photograph, everything, there's burned out bulbs in my chandelier. I know. Because they don't work. I know. I know. And I guess I'm transitioning from this is charming to I need to take care. This is pathetic. Yeah. Like um, (laughs) that's how I am in my kitchen at least. Um, I still allow for a lot of quote unquote charm around the rest of my house. But in my kitchen, I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is my place of work. I need this to be dialed in. Mm -hmm. I need this to be dialed in and I need it to be functioning at its best all the time. Yeah. I need it to be that so that I can do my work. Period. Period. <laughs> okay, what's next on our taking care of business list? Hang on, I lost my page here. Sheesh. Uh, we've got um, smoke detectors. What are, and I just what are thought those? of that be- because I told Joe, I'm like, if I'm going to be on the other side of the country, you're going to make sure every smoke detector is doing its thing mm. and it's hung up in our house here's what happens as i just said a few minutes ago while you were taking your potty break sorry we do. don't have an exhaust fan right and so if little people or something are making pancakes and the skillet gets too hot or whatever then the house fills up with smoke yeah. and the smoke detector goes off and we grab a wooden spoon and we knock it off the wall and we take it outside and we set it on the front porch sure because you know naturally your reeds because we're reeds and then it sits out there for half a year. Sure. And then we just like sure. buy it more. And sure. then they they lay around. Then they're laying on the countertops. Excuse me, where does the smoke detector go? It doesn't go on a countertop. Yeah. So that's on my list. Yeah. Get them on the wall. Get them out of my, out of circulation. Yep. Go up where they belong. Yeah. Yep. Smoke detectors. Okay. That's good. Okay. Um. That's Can we please just get rid of clothes that need to be mended that we're never going to mend? Okay. Okay, and I'm saying this because I'm packing and I'm picking up everything I own because I want to look fabulous in Paris. And I'm thinking, what are you keeping this for? It's been five years. There isn't a tailor for 25 miles. You're not going to do it. Get rid of it. I don't know. Just stop. It's hard. I Stop bought this. With the lies. I bought this YSL dress from Poshmark, and it's wool okay. gray, and it's like this fitted little silhouette dress, and it's so pretty. It's so pretty, and it's so well made, and it's way too small for me. I am too bootylicious to be squeezing into that thing. And even yeah. George is like, "This is just a little too. This is a little too tight." And I don't want to get rid of it because it's so pretty. And I, it's stupid. It's hanging up in my laundry room. I've never worn it, and I've just been moving it around for a year and a half. Even with all the working out, it's just not. Fun. No, that's that's like making it worse. It's making it worse because you're a little. You got a butt lift. Yeah. I got a butt lift, and and my thighs are getting bigger, and that's great. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, can and Georgia wear it or no? No, it's no. Oh. Nope. I bet Amelie could. You could send it to Amelie. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> I guess we just we got too much back for that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, not not. Built okay, for so I okay. I'm like kind of the opposite right now, as I'm trying on stuff for Paris. I've been working really hard this year. Stuff is too big. 
Mm. And first of all, that is very exciting. I wasn't expecting that. I'm just getting out stuff I haven't worn in forever and I'm trying it on. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. Well, I don't want to go back. Right. <laughs> so I'll fill this out a little bit. <laughs> am I going to get rid of it? <laughs> like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like we, well, either we're replace gonna... the button or or get rid of it or or yeah. if you're not going to hem the pants, just cut them off and put them in the dryer and let some little nubby ends develop. Okay. There you go. But like, don't just leave them hanging there anymore. <laughs> we're going to have, she doesn't know this yet, but okay. we're going to have Jennifer Scott back on this season. Oh, I've been like, I, I know that. Yeah, she's, she, she will come. That. She doesn't okay. know that. We haven't told her yet. You um, will join us, Jennifer. Yeah, but we're yeah. going to talk, we're going to be talking about taking care of business when it comes to clothing. And, and you know, Jennifer has a method. I think for somebody like Angela, this might seem pretty extreme. That's very extreme. But... I'm telling you what, like, I am all about freeing up mental space right now so that I can mm-hmm. ca- I can have the capacity to think about other things. Yeah. And so if that means going to my wardrobe and only having 10 things to choose from that all are really well made, fit me well, aren't stained, aren't missing buttons, don't need to be hemmed, are seasonally appropriate, I'm all about it. I will do it for her. I'll do it. And <laughs> I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. So I'm excited to talk to her about that because clothing itself can become another massive waste of mental energy for the homemaker. Yeah. Kids clothing Mm. in particular for me. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Toops & Co. Toops & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Toops & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, And then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit toopsandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a 10% discount. What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and our bathrooms in sheets and towels from American Blossom Linens, and you can too, by visiting AmericanBlossomLinens.com and using our exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom Linens are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and be beautiful at the same time. We affectionately call them modern vintage. They are soft and plush and gorgeous, and we know you will love them as much as we do. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. 
Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze drying world with a beautiful new freeze dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs. Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. So my problem with my personal wardrobe is that I've had the same taste for so long. A lot of my clothing's really old. I just filmed this YouTube video, like, things I'm taking to Paris. And there were garments. And I said to the camera, I took this to Paris 20 years ago. And I'm taking it again. Like, I, Mm -hmm. the cut, like, I just wear the same clothes because my style hasn't changed, Mm -hmm. you know? So because of that, I mean, I have, so I, I don't know if I have a lot of clothes because I know women, lots of women have lots of clothes. So for me to like compare myself to Lisa Boone like is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. All right. But then I know there are women that have like the guest closet and their husband's closet and the front hall closet. You know, like they're, they've got a lot. Yeah. Mine fits in my closet. But I, I guess there's a lot. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a lot of dresses. Regardless. I like clothes. Yeah. It's a good place it's a good place for the homemaker to spend a little bit of energy. Yeah. To just make sure that people have what they need for the season. Yeah. You know, that your kids have socks and they have sweatshirts and, you know, cardigans to go over their little dresses that will extend them for another season. Right. Get rid of the summer holy nonsense. Uh oh yeah, there's a whole lot of um a whole lot of holes to get rid of. Oh my gosh. A whole lot of holes. Tell you what. Uh, being in Europe, taking my little sweet 12-year-old, she was just like, the girls just don't wear shirts. I'm like, correct. They just wear bras in public now. That's what we're doing. If you're wondering what the fashion is, just wear your bra. Just your bra. Like, not a bra top, just your bra. Well, there's bra tops too, but there's also just bras. Like, with a jacket over it? I mean, some. I I saw a few in the airport with a blazer (laughs) over, like, a a sexy lace bra. Okay. Or I also just saw jeans and bras. I saw shorts and bras. I saw skirts and bras. I'm like, well, that's one way to simplify your wardrobe. Eliminate was laundry day. <laughs> Tuesday is shirt day. Oh my gosh. 
Inappropriate. Oh my goodness. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. What else do you got on your list before we dive into questions? Well, I got a few things. I okay. Don't know. We're going to run Go out ahead. of time. It's okay. Go ahead. We have some time. Still. Broken toys. Broken toys. Okay. Let's just oh. ask the kids. Can we? Can we be done with this? Mm-hmm. Can we be done with this toy? I just got to tell them, go upstairs and fill a basket of everything you don't play with and bring it down. Because mm-hmm. we got to like, we have to purge this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the linen closet I mess- I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, this is a, a kid thing again now. I don't know how you guys do with books. But we have books that we've had for a very long time that we've read to each child. And, mm-hmm. you know, they fall off the bed and the binding cracks or it come- gives way. Um I try to be really good about just getting out like the packing tape and firming up those edges, reinforcing the book a little bit or getting rid of it. So I don't know if mm-hmm. other families have banged up books in their house, but that is a, a read family thing where we have banged up books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like the kids stuff, we might just need to do another episode on this because right? there's nothing that makes me feel as inadequate as a homemaker as my children's stuff <laughs> yeah it's, it's it really does it I mean, really does oh, it does it so if you're feeling overwhelmed homemakers like start with the things that you can control a little bit easier because that will build momentum mm-hmm. and you'll be able to sort of get yourself in a better position before you head into your children's stuff and <laughs> there's like this whole line of authority this is our home and we have to keep it this way and also you know them being their little own little autonomous selves and well these are my precious clay Having figurines and, and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and i like them and i want them on this shelf where i can see them mm-hmm. it's a really tricky that's a really tricky line for us especially with the size i mean our kids' bedrooms are teeny teeny tiny mm-hmm. and they share and it's it is a genuine struggle <laughs> so maybe we need to have some sort if you're like a child organization expert will you email us <laughs> please message us on instagram <laughs> come to our house and help us <laughs> yeah lots of people lots of stuff yep yeah and again don't even buy stuff i don't mm-hmm. get it mm-hmm. just has babies mm-hmm. um, I, i'm gonna i'm on. gonna go ahead i just thought of something Okay, because I know what women want. I know what a lot of women want to do right now. What do you think I'm going to say? What would you guess? I don't know. If they're thinking about overhauling their home for the fall, uh huh. What do you think that they want to do? I don't know. They want to go to Target and buy crap. They want to. Oh yeah. They want to buy some seasonal leaves to make a new uh, centerpiece out of. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. that I'm telling you right now, ladies, is a delusion. It's going to make you feel like you have your life together because you have a new seasonal centerpiece on your table. And what lies beneath is the crumbling ruins of a mismanaged home. Don't believe Tar- the lie. Target's dangerous that way. Don't, Don't go believe to Target the lie. In, a, in an emotional state of like, I need a fix. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because you'll come home with some plastic crap and and you'll have yeah. spent three hundred dollars and you're looking at your bags and you're like, what did I actually buy for three hundred dollars? Right. 
and it, every time that you know when you you put your debit card and they're like is this okay this toy yeah. you know i'm always like no it's actually not okay and here i am right um try to limit your purchases like everything we've talked about none of it has been about buying anything it's right. been about dealing with the stuff that you already have if you right. if you need to buy something to to feel like you need to get your house in order let it be like tubs or a label maker or like a new plastic shower liner label maker that's not covered in hard water spots you know or right. or maybe maybe like splurge on a nice new soap hand soap or like mm-hmm. let it be something that you're going to use that you would kind of need to to purchase anyway um right. And then other than that, like once you once you start to like once you get the car cleaned out and once you, you know, maybe reorganize some things in your kitchen, maybe you move some furniture around. Mm-hmm. I didn't even talk about this. Remember those couches we ordered one year ago? Mm-hmm. They came. OK. They came. God bless them. They came and they're beautiful. And it's my first new furniture that I have ever bought. And I'm so happy. And I got to. I can't really imagine that. My living room sofa was $95. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At a thrift store. A new sofa like that's. um, All my sofas are. Same. And you know what happens is that we keep having to throw furniture away Mm -hmm. because we've thrifted it all and it's worked for us. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've been married for 14 years now. Like we, that's what we've had to do and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I'm just excited about entering to this next phase of like, these are going to last us for 20 years and we're not going to be having to take broken furniture to the dump or you know what I mean I or like You're chainsawing it apart in the driveway yeah it's just uh I'm tired of the turnover yeah I'm tired of the turnover. Yeah, that's a great that's yeah that's good and I enjoy moving stuff around, but I'd like it to be like, I have this house of Tokuman rug in my kitchen and maybe I'll see how it looks in my living room. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. move this little sweet chair into the dining room and like you know, which is exactly what I did when I overhauled my kitchen. I had a hutch. I didn't want to spend any money. Like, mm-hmm. after the trip and, like, I don't want to spend money right now. <laughs> I just want to mm-hmm. not. So I'm looking at this. Like, how do I fix this situation creatively without without buying anything else? Mm-hmm. What can I use with what I have or what I can get for free? Um, and I had a hutch in my dining room. Had a bunch of stuff in it. Didn't know what I was going to do with it. But I said, let's just see how it fits. Now, if I were to just have an unlimited budget and I could go buy the perfect hutch for my kitchen, would it have been this one? No. Mm-hmm. But it works. And I'm able to shuffle what I have around that I already have and give it new life and make it feel fresh and make it feel beautiful. And Mm -hmm. in moving that, you know, I dusted everything off. I threw away a bunch of like dried flowers that's like, yeah, that's charming until they get covered in cobwebs. Then it's not charming anymore. It's gross. Right. It's gross. It's gross. And so um, all that started from the Target thing. I just want to encourage you. That's not the answer. Just going and buying more stuff is not the answer. Um, First, look at the situation and like how can you clean it up? And, mm-hmm. and take care of business in that way. And it's even more satisfying to me, at least. Yes. Knowing it was. There is something really. No, there, it, I mean, obviously, we all love a fix. We all love a, a nice, fun fix. Of course. But there's something very um, satisfying about taking care of what you have, you know. 
That's exactly Flip, it, Angela. That's flipping exactly Flipping your mattress, it. washing your pillows, actually washing and ironing your drapes. Like being a really good steward of what you already own. Yes. It gives a legitimacy to the purchase that you made back then. And there's a dignity to it. It feels really good as a home ma- homemaker. It feels dignified to take care of what you have before you go just like get some sort of dopamine hit at target quite frankly that's exactly what it is and i feel like that's a transition because a lot of us start out you know getting the furniture at goodwill and doing what we need to do and and mm-hmm. making ends meet and that's that is absolutely fine no shame in right? it we've all been there but when you get to this stage of life where you're like i bought the nice drapes they're not meant to be disposable Mm-hmm. Then you actually have to transition as the homemaker to a caretaker of those things. Yes. And that's when you have to ask yourself, what do I want to purchase and bring into this home? Because I'm going to have to take care of it. And mm-hmm. and you sort of want, at least I find myself wanting to stop the turnover. Mm-hmm. Because I need, I need to now learn how to train myself to take care of what I have mm-hmm. the best that I can without just being like, oh, well, it's disposable. So we just yeah, throw it and, away and we get and a new one. Ironically, that really that really um, coincides with a lot of comments we've gotten from more mature homemakers. They want to talk about the mature side ah, of homemaking. Okay. You know, because, yes, we have moms in the trenches and we have moms thrifting and, mm-hmm. you know, putting knickknacks together on the cheap and – but we, we also have a mature homemaker that, that now she's established. Her kids are older. They're leaving the house. Yeah. There's emotions and pain and change that goes along with that. Her possessions are different. Mm-hmm. Her time to attend to her possessions is different. Her body's different. Like, mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot of um, feedback. I think I must have said something at the end of last season. You did about the teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just perimenopause. And, uh-huh. I mean, it all kind of goes together. Like if you are in a m- more mature stage as a homemaker, you aren't just like a hot mess looking for the next curbside coffee table, you know? Mm-hmm. I went yeah. I went antiquing with my friend Amber a couple weeks before I left and I came home with like some new napkins, like new cloth napkins. And Stuart mm-hmm. was like, I'm so proud of you, honey. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Because, like, the little broken picture frames, for example, they're charming, but then they break. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you do that for enough years and you, or the coffee table. Like, I have two coffee tables right now sitting outside my kitchen door from when I, gosh, I keep bumping my mic today. When I rearranged the living room, when we got the new couches, Mm -hmm. I was like, thank you for your service. You are a piece of crap. And it's funny. I just said coffee table in here. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We're done. Well, here. when I sent Angela a picture of my couches and I was like, yay, look at this. And she's like, burn that table. <laughs> That's what she said. Burn that table. <laughs> Lest you think we have fully arrived. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the amount of chairs. I have a thing for chairs. I love them. I do too. I th- we were at a store the other day and Joel's like, Angela, look at this chair. I said, Joel, I can't buy any more I chairs. I know. Look at They're us. Just look at that one. There's right now in my office, there is one, two, three, four. There are five chairs in my office. Yeah. They're, and they're settees. Ratty. I have a settee like, addict. There's two settees in my bedroom. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Just stop. Well, and it's like some of that is charming. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Some of that is charming. But like what's not charming is like when you have a friend over and they're like, what happened to your chair? And you're like, what do you mean? That's just what it looks like. <laughs> Did a dog get a hold of this? <laughs> no, is there a I mouse? Like, I just like stuffing in horse hair. <laughs> is there a mouse living in there? Did the cat oh my attack gosh. it? We can't talk about mice. We've got a problem. We also have a problem. If it makes you feel any better, we have a problem. I have caught it's really bad. 10 mice in my kitchen in the last week. Ten. Yeah, Joel had to take two out of my laundry room, which is mm-hmm. my bedroom, basically. Mm-hmm. I took an apron out of my closet right there yeah. the other day. I must have had cookie crumbs in the pocket from Christmas time. It was a Christmas apron covered in mouse turds from a shelf in my closet. Yeah. They're really bad this year. They in are. the farm area, it's like a pestilence. Mm. Like hundreds. And I told they're just coming to the house yeah. to get warm. Yep. It's bad. We don't have them outside as bad. Almost. We don't have them outside almost at all because of the cats. We have three cats that roam around outside constantly patrolling. But they will find the teeniest little nook that the can't the cats can't get to inside. My my Hobbs, he's useless. Ugh. He's yeah. not a mouser. You need to get some outsiders. Yeah. I mean, we had so, a no, severe we... problem with rats and mice and gophers and moles until we got cats. And you can call that cruel. I call it the cycle of life. But no, it's great. I just I I'm such a sucker for my boys and their sand pile. I just can't do it. Mm. We have this mountain of sand, and it brings them so much delight, and it can't turn into a giant litter box. Mm-hmm. Could you tarp? So you there's could- mouse traps under my lavender. Could you tarp it? <laughs> oh, could we? Could you? Could, could you just could tarp we? it every time they every get done day. playing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> those winds come through. Those Lake Michigan winds. That'll be fun. Yeah. Just do that. It's wrapped around That's- a tree for the next two years, 30 feet in the air. I can just see it like a sail just flapping. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never come down. It'd be this bright blue thing. Yep. Yeah. Why don't we uh, pour mm-hmm. a glass of wine, answer some questions as we wrap up? this week's episode okay okay so we want you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic visit that link because when you order your first box of natural wines you will get an extra bottle in that box for just a penny that way they can legally send you free alcohol which is pretty cool these are wines that are sourced from all around the world from really small family-owned vineyards Uh, Many of them generational, many of them way too small to ever see the shelves at your local grocery store. But they are so incredibly clean, organic, biodynamic, not filtered, not adulterated in any way with colorants or preservatives or sulfites. So these are very, very clean wines. And if you put a lot of effort into keeping your body clean with your food, with rest, with exercise, you keeping your home clean, you want to keep your drinks clean as well. Uh, both Angela and I drink dry farm wines because they're so good. It is such a treat to yourself. Uh, and like we always say, it's better, not more. So enjoy one beautiful glass of dry farm wines. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you can go to check that out. So pour a glass with us as we dive into our questions. You're looking at something very intently. I'm trying to find a question. Oh, okay. Okay. Um... <laughs> So let's, uh, I had one the other day. I wish I would have remembered it to bring it downstairs. I'm filming, by the way, patrons who are watching the video form of the podcast. Um, this is my bed, a corner in my bedroom. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that drape on your right. It's so beautiful. It's a Etsy find. It's a French linen, really thick, really beautiful. Um, okay, here's a question from Lindsay. Can you share the name of your fertility book that you mentioned on your August 8th podcast? Do you remember what that book was called? Take Charge of Your Fertility or something? You mentioned Taking it. Taking Charge of Your Fertility. Okay. Yeah, I can just grab it really quick just to be exact. Yep. <sighs> um... Oh, here's something fun from Shan. Uh, a fun season idea would be this over that with y'all's opinions Ooh. on alternatives to typical things, products, routines, health, mindset. That would be so fun. We could even do that as a, taking care of All right, this over that. Write that down. Ooh, I like that. I'm writing that down. Okay, Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler. W E S C H L E R. There you go. That. Um, okay, I'm looking here. <laughs> These are funny. So you really, you must have really struck a nerve with our listeners. We know this. People message us over on Instagram. If y'all want to send us a question, you can do that. We're on there at Home Make Your Chic Podcast. It seemed like you really struck a chord talking about teenagers. And Angela and I recognized this. Um, Angela has two teenagers. Um, and I, my oldest is only 12. So I feel very unqualified to talk about this. But we wanted to let you know that we are looking for the right woman to join us on the podcast to talk about mothering through those older teen years. Because they do get awkward. <laughs> Lack it's of intense. intense. I love teenagers. Uh-huh. But you you think a four-year-old is hard? <laughs> you think a four-year-old has their own mm-hmm. mind? I mean, when you're looking at someone that's your size or bigger, mm-hmm. and you, you have to humble yourself to acknowledge, you know, it's very, for me, it's very painful. Like, you are your own person. Mm-hmm. They've been, they've, obviously, they've been their own person the whole time, but... um. Yeah, teenagers are incredible. Mm-hmm. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. But um, I've straight up said you can't scare me. <laughs> I'm, I am. Don't new. even try. Um, okay, so here's yeah. a question from Amanda. Y'all have talked briefly about some of the supplements that you're taking, and I was hoping you might go mm-hmm. into further detail about the specific and how much you take and when you take them. Um, I would love to especially hear, Shay, about any supplements you take to help with your weight training. Um. I feel and like how we you should recover. do just a, a health episode because there was another question wanted like the full full rundown on what I'm doing for Epstein Barr. So okay, um, um, what? But like off the top of our head, what's one that we both take? I, do you take um ancestral whatever <laughs> liver? So the only supplement that I take, I take two supplements very regularly. One of them is beef liver, and I also take uh, organ meats. So it's kidneys, okay. spleen, heart, and and more liver. And that's what I take. That's what I take. That's all I take. From what do you do? You know what brand? Um, vi, vi, I don't remember. It's like a white container. Okay. Okay. Uh. I don't remember the name of it. It's up in my kitchen, and I could tell you that. Um, Mine is, 
I think it's just okay. ancestral supplements, beef liver. That's okay. what I take. Yep. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, yeah. This is like really everybody kind of knows. Here's that. you can't see that. No, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't see okay. that. Um, yep. I'm. I think that supplements can be a very good thing. I tend to be very shy of things that I don't um, understand in their full capacity. Mm-hmm. So, and the way that. I don't want to say this without saying like a crazy person. The way that like studies work now, you can make them say anything you want them to say. And mm-hmm. you could literally, if I look up a study for like vitamin D supplementation, I could literally find a study that finds the exact opposite. And that has to do with a lot of the regulations and the way that they work around things to get the result mm-hmm. that they want from the study. Okay. That's a different discussion. So, just for me and the amount of capacity that I can take, I'm just thinking for my peace of mind, it's easier for me just to to not and to just take something that I fully understand, like liver. Mm-hmm. Um, period. And maybe that means that I will die sooner. I don't know. <laughs> but like the amount of stress it saves me is significant enough, I feel like, to counter to counter that um but i think you know health is a very personal thing so maybe we yeah. should we should deep dive into that a little okay. bit more on an episode so let's, this season all yeah. right i wrote this this over that mm-hmm. health okay um and, here's uh, another fun this was brought to us by willow willow grove industries and i think you're going to really like this idea angela okay it's not a question but i think it's worth bringing up my husband and i are discussing preparing our daughter's future in a better not more fashion she will be 12 in a few months, and we have plans that include a cedar chest, good dishes, pots and pans, knives, proper mm. silver, high-grade linen and cotton sheets, towels, table linens, etc. Even if she were to not marry, it would help her to launch mm-hmm. well-prepared so that Walmart sheets and pans and dollar store laundry baskets are not needed at all. Yes. I'd love to hear a an episode on this topic. So when uh, we were, I'll spare you the long story, but I ended up at this very crazy art studio on the island of Alicudi that's in the middle of nowhere. And there was a Mm -hmm. woman there from France. She was a French artist who lived on Alicudi and she spoke English, of course. And she also had like legs up to my neck and she only wore linen and she was obviously very ugly. And I'm like, (laughs) what do you have going for you? You know, I'm teasing you guys. (laughs) So she had this whole rack of her mom's vintage linen clothes. And I said, how are these in such good condition? She said, well, my mom took good care of them and so did I. Like she didn't understand the question. I'm like, these garments are 60 years old. How how do they look like this? They look like they're brand new. Uh-huh. And I came away with a sheet of one giant French linen sheet. And it, had, it was monogrammed. It was the wedding linens so when a woman would marry her family would buy her these linens that Mm -hmm. were monogrammed to her and they were a very special possession that she would have and Mm -hmm. this one didn't have a didn't have a fitted sheet to go with it which is fine but I just draped it over my bed all right and it's they don't do fitted sheets so incredibly beautiful and I never thought about this idea until I read this comment and I think this is such an exceptional idea yeah, I love it. I here's what here's something I do in that vein, as you would say. Um, 
I buy cast iron. Mm-hmm. So even though I don't necessarily need another cast iron, I just keep buying it and I season it mm-hmm. and I try to keep it in circulation, cooking on it and everything so that when everyone leaves home, they have a set to take with them mm-hmm. that they know their mom used and it's mm-hmm. quality, it's old. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. yeah. And, and the great part about this is there isn't a rush. I love the idea of buying beautiful cedar chests for your children and having them around your house and you could use them and enjoy them during that time and just slowly on the inside every time you find the right treasure the right kind you can open that chest and slip it in there and then when they are ready to leave imagine having non-disposable and kind of having to miss that entire disposable stage of life that we were just talking about Imagine if you think about it for everything from fountain pens, think about just the very best of the best, slowly, you know, or that you yeah. can slowly. Yeah, uh-huh. that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, let's look at that. I think that's such a fun idea. Um, so glad you brought that to my attention. Um, okay, I think we're good. <sighs> okay, there's some more that we didn't get to. We'll keep a little bit more space open for questions. Yeah, next we'll, time. We'll- yeah we'll do that on the next episode okay okay guys well thanks for joining us here today hope that we've been a little bit of an encouragement in your ear and somebody told go get a leaf blower (laughs) and get it done (laughs) right yeah get it done we would love to he to he hear (laughs) and i'm still getting used to my invisalign to hear and to see uh, what this looks like for you. So please share with us over on Instagram, Homemaker Chic Podcast. Also, if you have questions for us that you would like us to ask, we're going to keep a little segment of each show open for questions. You're killing I know, it, Shay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some more coffee. <laughs> you can yeah. message us over on Instagram as well. And then, of course, make sure you visit uh, Homemaker Chic Podcast, has all of our sponsors on there, all the coupon codes. That's also in the show notes. And then, of course, visit Hausatokumin, H-O-T-Rugs.net to check them out. Coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Don't forget to use that code when you go. It'll save you 25%. Yes. Okay. All righty. All right. We'll see you guys back here next week. Next Monday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.